in good company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. All right, so I'm launching Keeping Video Real, right, which is the course that I run, which helps people create just real, genuine video online, which is, seems to be the thing that works the best. So when I am promoting this stuff, it's so interesting because I get a stack of feedback like, oh, fine, if you're young and wrinkle-free or if I look like you, I would show up on video all the time or all sorts of excuses. And it's a consistent pattern, no matter what the person looks like, or, or they hate the, the sound of their voice. I used to get that so all the time in ragcasters. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought that it could be fun to discuss how we've kind of gotten over ourselves to just be able to show up. Because I think people wonder that. They're like, how do you, people say to me, I wish I could just not care about how I look like you don't. And <laughs> <laughs> clearly insulting much. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean it in a way. But it's because I've always been so self-deprecating on videos too, which is like, sorry, guys, you know. Um, and because I lived in Brisbane for five very humid years and could not, you know, cook in my kitchen without a sweat mustache and and I th- but it's it's a thing right and it, it it stops us from connecting with the people that really need to hear our message and there's just there's no doubt about it that that video I mean your show up speak up group the way that you show up on 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 Facebook live and just have conversation how have you how have you been able to do it? Or when you were doing Radcasters, how did you help people go, ah, if you want to create something, then you're just going to have to kind of yeah, get over it. Yeah, <laughs> make friends with the discomfort. So I got a message because I just did a Facebook Live, which we'll talk about in a future episode on my personal profile, coming out kind of thing, outing myself as the new version of me. And I got a message from someone that said, I wish I was as brave as you. And it's like, you can be. Mm. So what is the story that's going on for that person that they feel like there's a braveness about you that they can't access in them? Yeah. Look, I have no idea. I have no Mm. idea why some people feel more brave other than it's like, and I used to use this in the Radcasters content, right? So I loved, I've always loved working with my voice. I had a double tape deck when I was a kid and I would record me talking and, you know, back announcing songs and just loved the sound of my own voice. It's a great voice. Thank you. It is a great voice. Mm. Um, and I remember getting my first job at Cole's Supermarkets in Kilsyth and they gave me the piece of paper that had the specials on it for the week and or for the day. And I would have to get on the speaker and be like, welcome to Coles Supermarkets Killsythe. Today in the deli, we have Virginian ham going out at eleven ninety nine a kilo. And in the fruit and veg department, you'll find Valencia oranges at $3.99 a kilo. 
you know, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for shopping at Coles Supermarkets Killside. So grab yourself a bargain and whatever. Um, down, down. Yeah, prices are down, except that was 25 years ago. <laughs> so that was definitely not their marketing back then. And it was literally me having to press a button and speak into this little microphone like like a high school principal would into the loudspeaker around school. And I used to shit myself, shit myself. I would write down every single word that I would say and then I would press the button and I'd go, in the deli we go, and then I'd come off and I'd be like, oh, I feel kind of liberated. But, like, I was scared and now I feel like, Amazing. You know that feeling, right? <laughs> 100% I know that feeling. So, yes. so that, that was, I guess that was my first foray into throwing myself out there and getting my voice out there, right? Like so small. And then I, when I was 25 or 26, I started working in radio. And that required again, me pressing a button live. And speaking to an audience. And I can tell you, I was shit scared. So scared that I would write out every single word that I would say on air. At the end of every shift, I would write out every single word, back announcing every single song. Everything I said was typed out in front of me because I needed to have some structure in order to be able to fall back on that. And eventually, you know, the first time is scary. And then you finish and you're like, Ooh, that felt scary and amazing. And then you do it again and again and again and again, and it becomes second nature and you're pressing the button and you're going live and you're not even really thinking about all of the nerves. It just becomes this thing that you can be present in despite the fear that you had around it. And so I guess that is how you do it. You do it. You do it with the fear present. And then you, you you have the ride afterwards you learn, you take what you can from it to do it next time and you just practice. Yeah. The thing is that I I reckon is that there are some skills that you have to practice in order. Like no one comes out and is a, an Australian cricketer the first time they hold a bat. It requires practice and persistence. Yeah. And a commitment to learning the craft. And I feel like it's the same thing with with video. And, you know, in Keeping Video Real, you actually do a masterclass on moving through the fear. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. It's where I send people first. Because we we do have to we do have to conquer that stuff. But then and and the the issue of how you look just does not matter. No. Because what people are actually craving right now is authenticity and connection. It's like that whole age of the citizen, not age of celebrity anymore. So, you know, rough and ready is where it's at. And, you know, if I look back, God knows, it's somewhere, it would be somewhere, my very first webinar, but I would cringe at what happened on that webinar. Can't remember it because I was just in shock the whole time that it was happening. <laughs> and I just moved through my slides and, you know, practice, 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 practice. When I did, you know, I really do think that, you know, my I got I was first on camera uh, when 
at Channel 31 in Melbourne and a friend was doing the news there, the nightly news on, on C31, C News it was called, and she brought me in and she's like, well, I just asked her what was going on there. I always wanted to be a journalist and I decided to, uh, you know, just say, hey, what are you doing there? Went in and then she had written it out a script we put it on auto cue. She read it for the news that night, and then she just put me in front of it and said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to read it?" And I was like, "Yeah, yes, I do." Nervous, so nervous. It was community news. It wasn't even going to air, but I just wanted to have a crack. That made me nervous, and I did it. She ended up then secretly sending it off to the producer, and I ended up getting a job at his production company and never looking back. And I did the news weekly. I then, you know, we then created a little um, team and went out and shot stories each day. So I interviewed Malcolm Fraser. I was like ex-prime minister in a room, cameras rolling, thinking, what the hell? It is nerve-wracking, no doubt about it. When that, when that, um, when you go live or when the camera starts rolling, you know, this is the thing. Without practicing, it will never feel easier. Mm. Like it's easy for us to just switch on our mics and do this podcast because we've been doing it for yeah, ages. Exactly. Um, but if you are sitting there in procrastination and worried about what everyone's going to think, then people will never hear what it is that you've got to say. And it's all locked away inside you. And we are our own worst enemies with that stuff. I'm the only one who can't look back at my videos because I just go, ugh. You know what? When when you were talking about that first webinar, actually before before that, when we were talking, I can't even remember what we were talking about, but the practice thing, right? Like how when you first show up, you 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 you're pretty much not you're pretty much, but you're probably shitter than than you will be ever be again. You're at Correct. the shittest that you'll ever be again because once you practice and practice and practice, you'll become more comfortable and, you know, and you'll eventually feel more confident. But that first time always does suck a little bit. Mm. So I was thinking of going into the KGC group, the Keeping Good Company Facebook group, and sharing some of those early videos of me. Wow. I remember. Yeah, remember, remember I'd shared it. I, I, I used to, this was like back in 2010, 2009, 2010. Oh. I had just been diagnosed <laughs> with depression and yes. I was running along the beach with a video camera, but it wasn't like you didn't have phone videos then. It was like a big handheld handy cam <laughs> videotaping myself, trying to get out of my head. Like mm. there, there was always something going on in my head and I was just trying to find clarity on something. So I would run on the beach nine Ks every day and I would shoot these little videos and I had sent them to Lisa because I'd said, oh my God, I, you know, like nearly 10 years on, I'm still talking about the same stuff. And I said, watch this video of me running in like 2010. And she watched it and was like, <laughs> <laughs> Carly. <laughs> You've come a long way. <laughs> and I was like, huh? What? But no, it's exactly, I'm exactly the same. You know, oh often we just can't see that ourselves. So, um, yeah, so I'll share some of the videos in there because they are like, it just highlights that the more you show up, you don't, you don't learn how to do something without actually doing it. Right. And I think with, with something like video, 
and, you know, with Facebook Watch that is coming and you think about the things you stop scrolling for, it's really often it's video Mm. and the less polished ones because that's when we know we're going to see something real. And, yeah, it's why I encourage people, but I just, it's just funny. What I feel like is no one likes the way they look. No one likes the way they sound. No matter how confident they look to you, they're pretty petrified that you're going to think that they're a wanker or ugly or speaking shit. Pretty much everyone. So are you going to let that stop you or are you not? Like this is the thing that I have worked out is that humans judge. Humans will always judge. I will be judged every single time I do something online. I'll be judged when I walk into the school yard to pick up my kids. I'll be judged by people. We all will because humans judge. So am I going to let that stop me or am I just going to just Power accept that that's, anyway. what, that's what happens and, and know that I've got something important to do and just do it? Yeah. You know, like what? So what if someone's sitting there going, wow, does Lisa even use moisturizer? She is aging rapidly. Says nothing yeah. about you. It says other nothing than the fact me. they think you're old, you look old, but who fucking cares anyway? Well, that's exactly right. So this is, that's sort of, that was the thing that I really wanted to say was that we're all feeling the same. You're never going to get better at this shit if you're sitting on the sidelines, not playing the game because you're too worried about other people, what other people think. They will always judge you. Yeah. And I think there's something else that then after that, right? So you show up online, you practice, you're practicing. I think the key then is not to fall in judgment of yourself. Mm -hmm. Watch the thing back without being an asshole to yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. because if the only reason that I've kept going is because I can I, I've never done as badly as I thought I had done in the moment. It's always better than I thought it was. And I think part of that is because I, I've also listened to myself enough. Mm. Yes, yeah, so funny. We are opposite like that. I shoot, I publish, I never look at it again. Don't you? No. I always do. I always do. I always, I listen to every podcast episode I put out. I, I watch every live that I do because often, often for me, what I'm saying is like, this sounds kind of woo, but I feel like often I'm opening up this part of me that I don't necessarily always have access to. So it's like, I kind of channel what I'm saying. I don't really know. Well, we've said this before, right? Like after we get off these episodes, we're like, what the mm. fuck did we even talk about? It's like we get into this space where there's flow and we're channeling what we're saying, not in a, you know, Patricia Arquette in medium kind of way, but in in a way that it's not necessarily coming from us. It's like just coming through us. Mm. And so often I need to hear what I've already recorded, so I'll listen back yeah. to it. But also because that's the way that I learned. That's the way that I became a good voiceover artist. That's the way that I learnt on radio. We would record, listen, evaluate, and learn what to do differently next time. Yes. And it is. And so because you do that, I, I actually now listen to these podcast episodes 
And I'd and you're loving them sick, right? <laughs> I put it in the group a few weeks ago, like that consistency episode. I'm like, man, that was good. I'm going to listen to this when I'm feeling the like I need a bit of a kick up the butt or something. Uh, yeah, it does does quite genuinely surprise me. Uh, but it's not something that um, I would say uh, accepting that things are going out imperfectly. I mean, if something gets a really big response, I'll often look back at it and just go, what happened here? Why? Or some people, there's, especially when you go live, it's such an amazing way to get immediate feedback from your community because you can see the point at which, you know, you start getting heaps of likes and you're like, hmm, okay, obviously okay, said so something that resonated. I've got a question for you on that. Yeah. Because, and this will be a hesitation that people have. Yeah. What about, those people like me who do a live on their Facebook page and it's a fucking ghost town. Doesn't matter. Facebook still love you for it. So um, the, the importance of doing Facebook live, uh, you, okay, you can get savvy about the time that your people are online. So you often go live during the day. You, you always go live during the day. I don't really see you go live at night time. Well, I don't but really most- go live on my page anymore because it, nothing was happening there. So I choose right. to go live in my groups now because that's where I get yes. the engagement and stuff. The engagement. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's exactly right. A lot of the times people feel like that about their Facebook pages, but there's lots of different things that you can do, like giving people warning that you're going to be going live. So like I am going live two o'clock on Tuesday or whatever. Mark it in your diary. Come and check out my page. Um, if you use a, a bot system, like you can message people on Facebook, that's really how I've been able to get my engagement high. If you want me to remind you, click here and then you just send them a little message via Facebook with the link. Uh, but really the point, uh, Facebook Live, it's better to do it when you know people are online. So for most people, that is nighttime. I find nap times or sometimes even around breakfast is good. People For are your audience. For my particular audience of mums, yes. But some people who, like you speak to a lot of online entrepreneurs and they're around during the day. But, but what Facebook will do is reward you for creating content, especially creating video content. So it doesn't matter if people show up or they don't. You can go back and send an email and link to that Facebook Live and say this was a really valuable seven-minute video that I did. It doesn't. You don't have to pretend you're talking to people if there's no people there. Just say it. Just say what you want to say. If you and are, I think that I think that's the key, right? When when I was working in radio, when I when I was um, when I was even just pressing that button at Cole's supermarkets, when I'm recording my podcast. There's no one there. Well, there was in the supermarket and there was in radio, but I couldn't see them. Mm. There wasn't that engagement. It doesn't mean you still can't share of yourself. Mm. You know, it's, I think the danger is when you allow the external validation of what you're doing Mm. or the lack of it to derail you from doing it again. And I think that the best thing is, is especially if you're just starting out, it's kind of nice if not a stack of people are there because you can just kind of practice. And to see how it feels, if you've got a huge, huge, crazy big audience, then you're probably going to feel a lot more nervous to go live. And that's why I always suggest, like, just start creating videos that are pre-recorded because you can just be having a play. But uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, 
Well, in terms of the Facebook algorithm and all that sort of stuff, there's a lot of reasons why people should be going live once a week on their Facebook pages. But uh, more than that, it's just like this, like I really miss working with people or having that, like, you know, I love webinars because it feels like I've got an audience. It feels like I'm walking out onto a stage. The butterflies in my tummy when, you know, you've got thousands of people registered to hear you speak about something is awesome. It feels very real to me. Uh, but start, not many people would want to start there. I started by just throwing something out there, no Facebook ads behind it, just like, hey, you want to show up for this? And my very first video that I did on my Facebook page was me but right before I was going to do my first hot yoga and I'd been thinking I should put a video up, I should just be posting video, but I was so scared to do it that I'm practically in the dark. Like it looks full. What's that film when they were kind of shooting and they were in the Blair, Blair Witch, Witch Project. Project? It looks very Blair Witch. <laughs> and, um, but I was still, I was just so nervous, but I just needed to get it happening. And that was my way to get it happening. And, um, and I think both. that's the key, right? You don't have to go live on your page straight mm. off with no, no script and just like f fly by the seat of your pants. There are so many different ways to do things. Record mm. the video. Just mm. record the video for no other reason than practicing. You know, when I was running along the beach um, before that, I was recording notes into my phone, which now I do to produce my podcast, but it was a training ground. It was a practice. It never saw the light of day, but I was still showing up and practicing. If live feels really scary, shoot a video. Correct. Yep. I know 100%. And I do think that if people can talk on FaceTime to their family or whatever, they can shoot a video. Mm. It's just like, being able to move through the fear and all the stories that you've got about not being attractive enough or not having a voiceover artist kind of voice. I say, um, all the time. I sound bogan. I say, you and know, opera. you know, you know, you just know. Uh, I say like a lot. You know, there's so many things that I would change, but imagine I just sat there. Imagine you just sat there and thought, Oh, I'm so ugly. I've, I've got so much to share, but I just can't share it because I'm so, because I'm 15 be kilos overweight. Right, so how many people would have missed out on hearing the message and being able to experience and transformation how many, in their life? Yeah, but also, like, how many things in my life would never have happened oh. if I never created Carlosophies? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can you even imagine? No. No. Or if I never recorded that first video, you know, of me running on the beach. Yes. So, I, know. Yeah. I actually think that that stepping forward and into the video realm or voice realm, whichever it is, is uh, is actually a turning point for a lot of people. It's just that that next level. Anyway. Yeah, because you so, can't hide. You can't hide um, behind well-written, well-crafted words. They just are what they are a lot of the time when it comes to, I mean, you can, you can script, but, and yeah. But that's. But that, that's the thing also. Once people have um, purchased from you or if they're in a group that you run or something, they're going to be wanting to see you. Mm. They, In order to deliver learning materials, a lot of people learn visually. I love watching videos. I love hearing and watching. Reading is good too, but I would go for the others. But just listening, I kind of can't engage as well as I can when my eyes are looking at the person. I loved uni lectures. I mean, I just love them. 
I would suck for if uni went completely online and all I had was audio. I would really struggle with that. Um, so you have to cater for people's learning yeah. style. I mean, for me, and- I learn through doing. You yeah. know, so well, I'll listen to a podcast. I my my, my chosen way of consuming is audio, but that's yeah. because that's you know that's the medium that I'm in. And it's always been the way that I've expressed myself. And then I learn through hearing and doing. Mm. Everyone has a different style to mm. learn. And we do yeah. have to cater for all of them. My voiceover business is cre- is actually created on the back of that, right? Because learning in online learning, they've realized that you can put the things up on the screen. But for someone who isn't a um, you know, a visual person who can't read and comprehend things has to be shown them. They need to be able to see the things in action and they need to be able to hear it if they're auditory learners. So the great mm. thing about video is that you do cover those bases. You cover the auditory learners and you cover the visual learners. And then if you can we- give them something to do, you also cover the kinesthetic learners. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's somewhere along the line, if you're running an online business these days, you're going to have to get involved in video. Um, so that's the plug for for keeping video real, which doors are open right now for a very limited time. And I am running this as a live round. So I'll be doing the teaching in real time. And uh, I love this program. Like I just, I just love it because people just get such extraordinary results from it and it just kicks them off. And sometimes that's all we need. Yeah, is all just we need to is sometimes running. The, the accountability of showing up Yeah, and having that yeah. practice ground, you know. Yeah, but then I also love sharing some of the strategy behind it and especially with copy, like how do you actually get them people to watch it? <laughs> they need a reason sometimes. Um, so, yeah, head on over to lisacordup.com forward slash uh, keeping video real probably. <laughs> KVR. <laughs> KVR maybe. We will put a link in the show notes because <laughs> Quite frankly, we are recording this and the sales page is not live. So um, we will um, definitely have that there. But either way, take the leap. You are you are your own worst enemy when it comes to this stuff. And the world doesn't need your excuses. The world just needs you to show up and share. And if you want to come into the Keeping Good Company group, I'm sure Lisa will have some stuff around um, keeping video real, but you'll also absolutely get to see my ugly videos of me running on the beach, sweating like a great video, panting around, like talking about (laughs) being the change you need to be in the world or whatever the fuck I was talking about back then. But anyway, it'll just go to highlight that we all start somewhere and, but, but that's the key. We all start. Yes, and don't compare your starting point with someone else's, you know, 10 years of voice work. <laughs> yeah, or years. background in television, you know. Right. Right. Okay. All right, till next week. Bye. Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company.